let me describe the scene for everybody here. I just complained <laughs> that I was really hungry. So Elise pulled out of her Mary Poppins bag some string cheese. So I sarcastically said, are these from today or? Wait, you skipped a step. I tossed it across the room and smacked you in the head with it. True. That Elise first. has never played sports ball before. That, there's that. And I asked, um, is it from today or a few days ago with the string cheese? And she's like, uh, I think today. Well, and I'm, I'm feeling it. And it's like slightly colder than the outside air temperature right now. So, and don't we usually say that uh, string cheese is, uh, what is it? Nearly shelf stable. There we go. That's your word. So I was headed to a postpartum overnight on Tuesday night and I threw two string cheeses into my bag. And I forgot to eat them. And this morning as I was heading to the office, I threw two string cheeses in my bag. Now, which one <laughs> is the today string cheese and which one is, is the Tuesday, Tuesday string cheese? Should we do a taste test? We're going to gross out all these poor people. <laughs> all right. Leaving the string cheese behind. Let's tell people what they're listening to. Hey, guys, you're listening to Pushing a Podcast, where we talk about all things pregnancy, birth, and life with a new baby. Because if you can't laugh without peeing yourself, you might as well laugh at yourself while doing it. I'm Elise McAllister. And I'm world famous Jen Laird. You are world famous. And you might be world famous for having food poisoning. <laughs> Just getting over that from last week. Come on. I'm not sure if I'm brave enough to try the string cheese. I don't know if I am either. I do have a two-day-old pepperoni in my bag, too, if that helps you. Oh, my God. Okay, you've got to stop. You are going to gross out the people. So uh, today, here's here's the first layer of true confections. Um, first layer is uh, last week we recorded the show, except it didn't record. So that was really fun. Um, <laughs> and then this week, we're going to do uh, take two of Real Confessions of parenting strategies. No. Mistakes? Those were definitely not strategies. Learning opportunities. Learning opportunities. Because we have a growth mindset. We have grace. We have forgiveness. And we are normalizing. And we are full of mistakes. Because here's what I noticed. I thought of so many more mistakes since our last episode. I was like, wow, I forgot that I did that. And I forgot that I did that. Okay, I got to try and remember my mistakes from last week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's jump into it. Okay. What's your first mistake that comes to mind? Well, let's just start with the fact that um, I was teaching a birth class on this last Sunday uh, to a couple and we were talking about diapering and I was like it's really simple and we're going over it and then I had this memory of <laughs> holding my first daughter and looking at her little feet and I was like "Ooh, they're kind of blue <laughs> and my first thought was mm, she might be kind of cold and then I pulled her pants off and realized her legs were kind of blue. I had put her oh, diaper no. on so tight that I oh. cut off circulation on her legs. Oh, boy. 
You may like, have remembered from previous podcasts where we talk about newborn babies' hands and feet are often a bit blue for a couple of days <laughs> after they're born, which is totally normal. Circulation, pumping that blood all the way to the extremities. But when you put on your baby's diaper too uh, tight, that's not normal. That's not normal. That's she a also wasn't a newborn anymore. <laughs> but that diaper did not leak. At oh, least wait, down her legs. Was, it did up her back, though. How old was she? Oh, a couple months old. Oh, that's okay. No yeah. worries. Well, how about you, Miss Perfect, Jen Lair? Yeah, I know. I'm perfect. Um, okay, Let's talk wait. about you and your baby on the bed. Oh, yeah, that one. Wait, first intro it with your your um, sage advice about falling oh, off a bed. Oh, yes. Well, I do have a theory. Everybody's baby falls off the bed, right? <laughs> Every baby has fallen off the bed. Wait, let's let's be careful to not normalize this too much. Can we can we also put a little disclaimer right yes. here? Like we're not responsible for beds and babies and hardwood floors. Here. And there's total sarcasm. Please. All the sarcasm. If Please. you've not listened to the show before, you should know I am full of lots of things, including yes. sarcasm. Okay. Okay. So I've fallen off the bed. Jen probably has fallen off the bed a couple times. Oh. <laughs> All of oh. our children have. But, oh my goodness. I'm sure you fell off the bed, listeners. But don't don't have your kid be that kid that didn't fall off the bed and yeah. hit their head. Like, that's a lot of freaking pressure in life, okay? Don't, don't be that kid. <laughs> like, you... You cannot live that life with so much stress and pressure. I'm going to tell a quick story of my mom, who is like <laughs> the, most, off the, bed. the most amazing mom. Like she's like onto it. Not only would she watch us kids, but she would frequently have like lots of other kids, babysitting at the house, that sort of thing. Right. And she told me what dive out of. So I'm the third third uh living child and um how they were at the pediatrician and I think the other two my older brother and sister were also there and how like I was a little bit older like not like one but not a newborn right and I think that I don't think I fell all the way off of the exam table oh but enough to like at that exact moment, um, the doctor walks in and then like starts to talk about safety and brings back a pamphlet to my mom about, you know, all of the concerns, blah, blah, blah. And of course, my mom, it's that split second. Oh, my God. And now as an experienced parent, I'm like, yes, of course. It's that split of second. Course. Split second when somebody walks in and sees something that might happen, um, that it happens. Anyway, okay, setting the stage, um, my oldest, about, I'm going to go with about eight weeks old. Um, definitely a early roller, this little one. <laughs> Hadn't actually seen her roll um, yet. Um, we are in New Zealand um, visiting, and um, that's a whole nother story in itself. Um, husband's from there, so we're with the in-laws. And at, a special guest. Uh what do you mean? 
We're at the husband's oh, ex girlfriend yeah. is also at yeah. the table. Elise loves this. Am story. I jumping ahead? No, it's fine. I'm setting S- the table right now. You're setting the table. So sitting at the table is um longtime friend of the family, mom and dad. Um, my in-laws, my husband's ex-girlfriend, and her current husband. And the kind of girlfriend where my husband probably would have married her had life turned out a little differently. So you're saying she's watching you and judging. Absolutely not. Oh. I'm For the, the sake of the story, uh, can we just make her sitting there judging? Uh, <laughs> I'm probably the only one judging at that table. <laughs> <laughs> even better Jen even better parenting confession starts now <laughs> so uh the baby really needs um to sleep we're about to sit down for dinner so I had put her in like the room next door which is a bedroom with all the you know little pillows around her she's in the middle of like a double bed right sitting down and then there's some like whining crying ish stuff happening from the other room so the mother-in-law goes in there to check on her and um, then when she comes back, she looks kind of sheepish. And I'm like, is everything okay? And she's like, yeah, I just didn't find her on the bed. And I'm like, what? And of course, at that moment, um, no, actually, I didn't get up and go and look after her. I was about to. And she goes, she's just fine now. She's back to sleep. Everything's fine. Well, my sweet little baby, who I didn't know could roll, rolled off of the bed onto the carpeted floor. <laughs> and was just fine um and I of course have all sorts of levels of shame and guilt and like I'm beating myself up I'm a terrible person on the car ride home I made some such statements about I can't believe that happened how could I have not have known blah 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 right and my mother-in-law very wisely says I hear you and we're done talking about it she's okay isn't she? And um, I don't always appreciate her directness. (laughs) But in that case, it actually was super duper helpful for me because what could have been happening is in my brain, it's going over and over. You're not good. You're not good. You're not good. Right. And to look at it more of like, hey, you really couldn't potentially have anticipated that that young of a baby would have rolled that much to get off of the bed, etc. So Uh, Moral of that story is I think it's actually really helpful when we do have these mistakes to, um, first of all, it's going to get better over time. Like you're going to look back and go, that doesn't seem as bad as it did in the moment. Um, But also to do some forgiveness. Otherwise, that really negative um, self-talk in our brain about like I'm a terrible parent, it's actually not really helpful. It's okay to learn from stuff, but not to like play the beating yourself up record, right? Yeah, we're all going to make huge mistakes. Yeah. I made a pretty good, I mean, I wouldn't even call it mistakes, to be quite honest. I just didn't meet my own expectations. Oh, yes. Tell me, tell Uh, me. So, you know, I had gone to midwifery school before I got pregnant and read all the nutrition for pregnancy books. Yep. And I had very high expectations of myself. You I know, can imagine. Right? I'm going to eat carrots when we grow eyes, and I'm going to do all the things perfectly. And I am one of those people who is sick from, you know, before the test shows she's uh, pregnant <laughs> until the moment that baby emerges. And <laughs> 
really, really sick for that first trimester. Like, very sick. Um, I know I share it on many episodes. Yeah. Um, so for the first trimester, I couldn't eat anything. And oh. going into the grocery store was not something I could really do. But one day, I got up my courage and I walked into the store, but I couldn't go really past the front. And I noticed on one of the end caps was a display of Captain Crunch. And that's as far as I can get. And I said, uh, that, I could eat Captain Crunch. And uh, so we bought Captain Crunch. And that is what I ate for quite some time until my uh, cravings turned to sausage breakfast sandwiches from Starbucks. Um, I, I definitely have noticed your oldest daughter seems to have this like look of Captain Crunch in her eyes. Yeah. Do you, you know? see crunch berries sometimes floating totally. around? Totally. Yeah, yes, for that's sure. What it was. Yeah. She's definitely like um, trying to kill the soggies always. The Soggies? Yeah, aren't the Soggies what Captain Crunch tries to kill? Like, he's against Soggy cereal. Really? Yeah. This is, m- like... Saturday morning cartoon 80s TV. campaign. Yeah, for sure. I know. You're yeah. pulling it back. I, little known fact, I actually really like Soggy cereal. It's kind of my jam. Oh. Like, Soggy Captain Crunch. Mmm, delish. Oh. That's how I ate it while I was pregnant. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nobody likes a raw roof of their mouth, right? Oh, that's true, because that can be... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I was hear cheering you. for the Soggies the whole time. I totally hear you. Maybe they weren't actually called Soggies, but something around that. Something okay, like let's... That. Let's talk cleaning products. <laughs> Here's Jen, very well pregnant with that third child. Um, also setting the stage here, um, 18 months between that second child and that third child. So you can imagine that that second child, even though I'm fairly pregnant, as in like, wow, you're pregnant. And there you are <laughs> on your hands and knees with your belly clean in the shower because you need to just clean the shower aka you are doing some um what do we call that nesting nesting there's my word i need more coffee this morning and um the second child was you know out and about in probably the living room and then she comes around the little corner um i am in the clear standalone shower does that make sense to yes. you there's no bathtub attached Just it's like shower. you gotta open that door right i the door is open i'm on my hands and knees and i'm living in new zealand so the um the product that i'm using to clean that shower is probably similar to like a soft scrub right pretty darn harsh stuff so here's true confession number one is i really shouldn't have been in an enclosed space (laughs) breathing those fumes right that's number one number two sweet little girl comes around the corner and is you know inquiring as to what mom is doing in her you know i'm gonna put her at probably 15 months ish um and i'm in the clear shower so i can see what she's doing but can i get to her fast enough no because sitting outside that shower is the cleaner she picks it up and then being the fumbly toddler that she is it goes on her and part of it goes on her face and i can just see her like squeezing the bottle right yeah something actually that might have actually have happened because that split second again i don't know how it happened all i know is i couldn't get to her fast enough even though i am two feet away from her i'm in a clear shower right and 
I think some of that might have gotten her face. I mean, in her eye. Oh, no. So what do I do? Um, I am like, okay, I got to get this out. I run into the kitchen. And then I just, um, I start wiping and all of the things, right? I call my best friend and just say, Sue, I need you. And um, can you please come right now? And all she says on the other side of the phone, because she can hear the panic, is, I'll be right over. So she, I mean, she lives like 10 minutes away, has the same age kids as me. So like the toddler and the preschooler. So like the three-year-old and the toddler, right? She jumps in the car and is headed over to me. And then if I remember correctly, I probably called a poison control type thing. Like, ah, what should I do, right? Did you ever rinse out her eye? Well, yes. I definitely wiped away at it. And then um, poison control type people said, um, you've got to get running water onto that, um, onto her eye, just in case any of it came in there, right? So here is what I did. Oh, no. I lay her on the kitchen counter with the faucet directly (laughs) on her eye, because this is what they told me to do. You can imagine this poor child is like trying to fight with all of her natural instinct for life, right? Like running water in one's face. I will tell you, it was nowhere near her nose and mouth, but it, it like, <laughs> that's just not a good sensation for no. anyone to try to keep your eye open while having running water in it. That just doesn't feel good. No. So then um, Sue arrives, um, you know, 10 minutes later, which they told me to do that for 10 minutes, right? And then she walks in and um, I stop doing it. Lots of compassion from her. And um, about a block away from our house was um, like a walk-in medical clinic type place. And so it made me feel better to like right away go over there and ask them if everything was okay. So I did. And they're like, oh, yeah, she's just fine. They look in her eye, you know, except for her being really upset and kind of having a little bit of a red eye. All was good. I will reassure you. This child is now in her teens. She is okay with water. <laughs> she took a shower this morning, in oh, fact. Oh, thank goodness. She's okay with going underwater. And she has perfect eyesight. Whew. There we go. Oh, my goodness. True confession right there. Oh, speaking of poisoning your children. <laughs> yes, please. I've got quite a few, um, quite a few experiences with that. I had ultimate cases of pregnancy brain it is a real thing we are not messing around here you get pregnancy brain then the baby comes out and you get milk brain and then it's mommy brain and then yeah i don't i don't know like does it ever come back i'm not sure scientifically there is like yeah a pregnancy thing for sure the other phases you're just making up but definitely in pregnancy pregnancy for sure so I may have called poison control three times. Oh, three. Okay. Because of things my oldest ate while I was pregnant with my youngest. Oh, tell me. Tell so me. Um, my kids are just a sh- little shy, a couple months shy of three years apart. Um, so the first thing that my oldest ate was one of those salicylic gel packets. You know, you find them in like your shoes box <laughs> that, you know, when you buy new shoes. That kind of seems like something one shouldn't eat. 
Uh, it turns out it's non-toxic, according okay. to poison control. Uh-huh. Okay, good. Um, good. And then the next thing that she ate was some plant from a cutting garden at our house. Okay. Uh-huh. And turns out that was okay because it was a poisonous plant, but she didn't eat enough of it, so okay. it was all fine. Okay, you got to eat like the whole plant. Uh huh. Okay. Exactly. So she just had like a, a little taste of it. She and her friend did. Oh, okay. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. And the third thing that she ate was a stomp rocket, oh, like this a is Nerf my stomp rocket. Uh huh. Yeah, but that seems like. Who wouldn't want to gnaw on a stomp rocket? Right, because it kind of, like, the round part looked like a, well, part of a bunch of it looked like an ice cream cone. Totally. So they decided to play ice cream cone. I mean, I have to refrain from chewing on stomp rockets every time I see them. I know. Actually, that was on on a camping trip, and that was a, that was a particularly memorable camping trip because I was so pregnant and so sick. That Tallulah ate the stomp rocket. I remember that. Do you have cell reception? Uh, yeah. Okay, good. And I remember walking over to the, the empty campsite and vomiting in their fire pit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, Elise. Yeah, it was that kind of camping trip. Yeah, that it's makes a lot of sense. It's not fun to get up and use a, the campground bathroom, that particular toilet bucket in the middle of the night that was rough that i recall yeah yeah so poison control three times nerf is non-toxic so all three were great um and then um my youngest had one more thing that she ate which was interesting because after the first recording when i told this story i went downstairs and laying in our family room was this particular toy (gasps) I love this story. I'm going to take a picture of it. We're going to post it on the gram this week. So um, my girls have these littlest pet shop toys. And yep. one of them is like a little water bottle. It's like a little cup. And then it has a little bendy straw. And the bendy straw is really pokey. So my youngest, I oh, she was toddling age, you know, really tiny, um, put it in her mouth. And my oldest said, Wilder ate the littlest pet shop cup. And I didn't see it after that. So I was like, oh, crud. So we called the pediatrician. Okay. And they said, you need to, you know, search her poop until (laughs) you find it. Otherwise, we're going to need to actually do some x-rays and see if we need to go get it. Right? And I was terrified. My wife was out of town. So this was all on me. She was potty trained. So this isn't like search the diapers. This is like... Oh, this is search the toilet. This is search the toilet. So for several days, and this kid is like regular. I am searching the toilet, looking through all the poo for this stupid water bottle and never find it. And I'm like, what the heck? We're going to have to like do surgery for this dumb water bottle. And a couple weeks later... I'm vacuuming the couch. Wait, was it really weeks? I it was a while. So no. you did you keep searching the poop for that long? No, we kind of waited. Okay, kinda sat on it. We we're like, uh, okay, we'll see what we need to do. Yeah, yeah. She seemed okay. Yeah, uh, no signs of internal bleeding or anything. Right. So probably not my best parenting choices. But we were like, mm. yeah. Someone's vacuuming the couch, and guess what? I found. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I guess you know, since I found it downstairs this week, that 
It yeah. was never, well, I guess maybe I found it one way or the other, right? Um, <laughs> so never ingested. Never ingested. Oh my gosh. Yep. It's funny that um, even now I don't have children that need to, there's not crawlers at my house, right? right? And even my friend's kids who visit aren't really, there's no crawlers among right. them anymore. I still, my brain automatically thinks of choking hazards <laughs> and like, well, maybe now because I have a dog, like whenever I get new shoes, I'm like, oh, I got to throw this away really quickly. Like, and I'm well, going now to. Now we know it's non-toxic, Jen. I know. And now I can like maybe reprogram my ba- brain, but I will take stuff like that and put it in the kitchen trash, not like in my bedroom trash because it's an open container. And then maybe a kid will get in there, which is so, I think that's actually a beautiful part of like the brain is that when you start seeing things through the eyes of, oh no, could that hurt my child? Which starts when they like start crawling. Yeah. That there's part of you that kind of never gets over that. It's like a built-in intuition It is. I kind of like it. Even though we drop our children and poison them, right? (laughs) Careful. Um, And and you had a kid who ate some things, right? And eating. Oh, well, that's not as funny of a story as um, this one. This one stands out a little bit more to me. Wait, I just thought of yet another one that you hadn't heard. (gasps) Oh, you have so many. I know. It was a good one, too. You better tell it fast before I eat this old string cheese sitting over here. I know, right? Um, (laughs) And then we'll have another poisoning story. Oh, gosh. It'll come to me in just a second. But I wanted to tell you about this one. So I had um, a little bit of an early walker. And um, oh, no. Oh, oh now no. I remember <laughs> my story. OK, this is better. I'll, I'll tell both stories. OK, okay but first I'm going to go back to um, this is the third. This is the youngest. This is a baby. OK, setting the stage. We have got the four year old. We have got so Zach was standing, so he was probably about five months old. So what's oh, eight? Oh, man. And he's standing? Well, against a chair. Wow. Right? I mean, maybe six months. No. no. I mean, it's possible. He's like five months. He's yeah. he's strong. Especially strong and, for a third baby. Strong and skinny, that one. Um, so 18, 19, 20, 22, 23. So I got like the two-year-old who's busy, the four-year-old, and then this one. We are at a new playgroup at a person's house that I've never met before. Okay. This, <laughs> both of my kids injuring themselves happened at playdates at people's house where I'd never been there before. So this is like the group playdate. Okay. This is like numbers of moms and children. And I'm sitting in a chair and next to me is um, my baby who is he's like big enough that he's like really wants to stand all the time but he can't like support himself right so I'm supporting him I'm using so many hands here to even do gesture I am supporting him while he's standing like hanging out on the chair well the chair is one of those like vinyl chairs you know what I mean like oh yeah not not like a folding chair but like a vinyl chair right And I am talking to a mom while kind of not looking at him, but definitely supporting him on the chair. And then he starts kind of whining or whatever. So without looking at him, I go to pick him up because he's whining, (laughs) except he'd whined and then he'd bit down on the chair. So little guy has, let's count them, two teeth in his face right now. 
two. The bottom two. The bottom cute little teeth, yes. right? So he must have been like five months old because right. those tupers. top teeth. He has the two tupers. Yeah, exactly. Those two little guys. So I, without looking him, pick him up, <gasps> except he's biting on the chair. <laughs> You're welcome. So as I pick him up and then look at him, immediately blood, right? Because the mouth just bleeds. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what just happened? And he kind of starts, he's crying, but he's not like losing it. You know, he's crying. And then I look down and I'm like, "Where? what's happening? I'm searching. And then I see that the tooth, and I actually, so much blood, I put my finger in there and I'm really actually glad I did because he would, otherwise he would have swallowed that tooth that I didn't want him swallowing. Um, so I pick up the tooth and it's like, at least it's root and all. Like it's not just, I mean, oh, it is like, man. it's it's the tooth, right? I am thoroughly embarrassed. Thankfully, Sue, my best friend, right? Who always comes to the rescue. She's there with me. And then all the moms are like, oh, huh, I wonder what you do, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm just thinking, how do we reattach this thing, right? Um, Because, I mean, baby's 19. He's got a long time before he's getting an adult This seems important. (laughs) So I um, pick him up, go to the nearest, like, I want to say my family doctor actually was super close. So I go in there, you know, by that time, like bleeding is controlled. This is not like a medical emergency. It's more like a oh bummer. And um, the doctor sees us right away and is like, I don't know what to do. You got to go to a dentist. And so then we go to the recommended dentist who's like, yeah, no, can't really do anything about that. It would be too... I want to say he said, like, it would be too complicated and it's not worth the effort, right? Like, it's okay. And, you know, a clean break, it'll heal. Of course, there's a hole there, you know. It's going to scab over. It's going to be just fine. He's still nursing at this point. And I think by then I'd even nursed him already. Um, So, yeah, that... um, he hasn't had braces. Um, the top we had some crowding, so he Man, did. Maybe have, you should have just taken one out of the top too. I Jen. know he he had an expander up there, but eventually um, that little tooth came in and everything was just fine. Oh, but you can imagine how that <laughs> might have. You know, I'm definitely taking care of my children, but I'm not looking at them as I'm picking them up. There we go. So try to look at your kids uh, when you pick them up, okay? That's, yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is a great story. Oh, yeah. That's very fun. Wow. You've never heard that one before either, No, have you? I haven't. No. Oh, my goodness. That's oh, not the first can... time you've had a uh, not paying attention to one of your kids while holding Co- that story. What <laughs> no. about the uh, setting your daughter down story? Well, coincidentally, after this whole baby thing happened, right, like about a week later, we're in the front yard. Not even a week. It was probably four days later. <laughs> we're in the front yard, and my daughter the two-year-old-ish, like, just before her second birthday kind of age, is, like, on one of these little scootery bikes, and then she falls, and she scrapes um, the inside of her mouth, like, really good. 
And so, of course, I'm like, okay, let's get this checked out. Go to the pediatrician. They look it over and they're like, yeah, it's going to heal okay. We're actually going to put her on some antibiotics just because it was, you know, like in the dirt and, you know, all of that, right? And then, oh, sweet little me, sweet little young mommy me, I said, so is it really, is it, can you guys see that there's both were really accidents and I was right there with both of them like will you report me I mean genuinely I was like afraid of and they're like no 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 like it totally makes sense little kids have accidents it's okay and I'm like okay thank you oh it's so scary when your kids get hurt it totally is and And there are some things you know we can prevent and then other things that are just either a accidents or you know my i had two kids fall not far out of trees and break their arms you know and they call it like a green stick fracture where like you know if you take like a green stick and you put a lot of pressure on a stick then it kind of splinters and um I was at another play date with the four-year-old the oldest and she was with these little um, friends climbing up these you know little ladder stakes were in this tree to go up to a little um house in the tree of course, I've never met this mom before. I'm with another friend there, and um, she falls probably three feet off the ground, if even that, and just bangs her arm, and then she comes in crying, 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 and I look at it, and I'm like, ooh, that doesn't look quite right, and then she keeps crying, crying, crying. I'm like, hmm, maybe we should get this looked at, <laughs> and of course, she'd broken her arm, but you know. These things happen. What are you going to do? I feel like my girls have really pushed their luck a lot. And shockingly, I feel like I need to knock on a lot of wood. No broken bones? Nope. Okay. Knocking on wood. We've had one set of stitches, but it wasn't at our house and we weren't around. That was at a play date. Um, But there have been many, many things like... We were in front chatting with a neighbor and Tallulah came running into the front yard because she sliced her finger because she decided to grab a knife from inside to slice apples from the apple tree to make a dessert in the backyard when she was four. Good creativity there. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Another example. Oh, man. All these examples are me like really being with my children, but maybe not paying 100% attention. Okay. Oldest is um, walking age, but my babies walked it like, well, that one did. The two girls walked between like about 10 and 11 months. Like they were very early walkers. Um, So I am outside talking to the neighbor and I had been kind of picking her up and putting her down because it was like kind of that time of day where like she wants to be like walking around, but she's also kind of grumpy. And so she toddled it over to me again and um, I was holding her and then she's like, you know, moving her body like put me down, put me down. So I, um, you know, took her off of my hip and I leaned down and I put her on the ground only Her feet weren't actually on the ground when I let go of the top (laughs) of her body. So she's about, you know, I don't know how many, how far from the ground. As as tall as like, 
you know, a very small little, little person, legs. a small little legs, right? So inches, not feet. But not right? even full legs, like, like knee to foot. Exactly. And um, so she fell directly on her face, which we all know faces bleed a lot. Bloody noses always look like Jen knows this really well because of the tooth experience. Exactly. She knows firsthand how much children's faces bleed. But this is the firstborn, so I wasn't like, oh, yeah, the face bleeds. We're all okay, (laughs) right? Um, Although she had a full set of teeth at this point. Um, So I pick her up. Of course, she's crying. She just hit her face on the concrete. And of course, there's blood and her little nose is a little bit swollen already. And there's just a tad bit of a scratch underneath. But I can't really see that because all I see is blood, right? So I am like just outside my house. So I flee into the house. Um, Of course, the husband is indisposed in the room where you can sit forever. Um, AKA the bathroom. And I'm like frantic. I'm like, the blood, the blood, you got it. You know, so he finishes up real quick, comes out. I put pressure on it because that's what you do. He comes out all very calm. Thankfully, the way that we have the yin and the yang, usually one of us is calm in an emergency and the other one tends to be like, oh no, oh no. And we kind of take turns. So he like takes the cloth off and looks at her. And by this time, like she's not screaming her head off anymore. She's like really calming down. And he's like, look, see, there's a tiny cut on her little lip. Um, But again, it stopped bleeding. And, um, you know, your teeth just kind of hit the inside of your lip, right? And then that bleeds a little bit. He's like, she's fine. And I'm like, are you sure we shouldn't take her in? Are we sure? And he's like, what are they going to do? She's fine, actually. She stopped bleeding. So then I'm just having all this guilt, like, oh my gosh, I dropped my kid on my on her face. She's going to remember. It's going to be terrible. She doesn't trust me. You know, all of that, right? Which is totally unrealistic. And so she um, is a wiggler and she's ready to get down. But the mommy is like, I'm needing that. Like, oh, sweetie, I need to hold oh, you. Yeah. Are you okay? Like, sit on my lap. And she's busy toddler. So she's like, so then she starts kind of almost whining and crying because I'm holding her. Then I put her on the ground and she starts playing. And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I take the cue from her. We're all okay now. You know, we can, we can move forward. But I think it's really normal for moms to be really, really worried beyond what the kids are feeling. I remember when my oldest was a brand new baby, we used to live just up the hill from a major children's hospital in our area. (laughs) And just about every little thing, I used to drive down that hill to that children's hospital. And at one point, the triage nurse said, so I think at your 10th visit, I'm going to give you guys a free pound of coffee. <laughs> and nothing was ever really the matter. I was just really worried all the time. Yeah. Um, but they had a great sense of humor about, you know, You're is okay? she okay still? How about now? (laughs) (laughs) I even remember being at a store once and being a little bit worried that she was, um, uh, I think, um, like a rash and going up to the pharmacist to be like, "Um, excuse me, 
did did she look okay right now? Oh, does this look sweet okay? And the pharmacist being like, I I can't actually answer that question for you. Oh. Um, but just like, please, somebody out there, reassure me yeah. that I'm doing this okay. That makes sense. It yeah. is tough work being a parent and yes. figuring this all out. Yes. And the bottom line is, is that you don't really figure it all out. Yeah, the and right, stuff- There's no right way. You don't do it right. Stuff happens. And even when we are being the most um, diligent and responsible and, and reasonable and intentional and all of these things and aware, there's still going to be stuff that happens. And all the things that we're talking about today, I hope that you're hearing, they weren't neglectful. Like these are little moments in time where literally you turn your head and this thing happens or you don't. I was going to try and make light of some of the things I did. <laughs> but there are things that just happen. And that's, yeah. that's please be kind to yourself in your parenting journey. And someday you might sit around like Elise and Jen and tell some of these stories. And it's actually kind of funny. And we're very generous with ourselves of like, oh, my gosh, we were great parents. And we had some mistakes. And yes. that's, you know, that's what happened. Um, it's not neglectful and we're not, um, yeah. We're not beating ourselves up. In fact, I definitely recommend that you get some people in your world where you can sit around with them and tell stories like yes. this. And they have some and you have some. And so. good friends that like hear you and can go, oh man, with compassion, that sounds rough. And yeah, laugh with you too. Because All right. these things happen. They do. We're normalizing it right oh, here. We're normalizing it out of parenthood. Yep. Well, thanks for listening to our um, episode on true confessions of parenting. And we would love for you to start following us on social media. On Instagram, we're Pushing It Podcast. On Facebook, we're also Pushing It Podcast. And you can look there for more inspiration and to see more about us and follow along. If you're not a subscriber, we invite you to subscribe weekly to our podcast and continue to listen on. And share us with your friends. Yeah. Don't keep us a secret just for yourself. All right. Thanks for listening. Yay. Yay.